She's a nutrition ninja and has a diploma in nutritional science. And she's also one of my best friends. And I'm here with Christina as well. And uh, yeah, we're just going to start talking about food and see where that takes us. Right before we turned on the recording, we were talking about, what was it called? Ortho? Orthorexia. Orthorexia, which is an obsession with food. Because we were talking about keto prior to that and I was just saying how I was eating a steak sandwich at the buckle last week and how amazing it was <laughs> and that maybe I should just be on keto for a short time because I think I gained like 10 pounds this winter so <laughs> um but honestly I'm just decided I would um do 10 push-ups every day and drink more water and see see how much uh, that will get me. And eat breakfast. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about eating <laughs> breakfast earlier. I don't eat breakfast. I drink a latte every day for breakfast. And apparently that's not very nutritional. So. <laughs> Sneak some protein first thing in the morning. Actually, yeah. Jordan Peterson said something about that. He was He's like ate only meat. I don't know if you knew that. About. Really? Yeah. The carnivore diet? The carnivore His diet. His daughter's like super into it too. That's yeah, because she was like quite sick. And like had like um what did she have again? I don't know, I can't remember. Like it was like um pain or something. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter, but she they were like kind of promoting this carnivore diet, which was like extreme keto. Like they literally only ate meat. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But um so it worked, it helped her like cure a bunch of her it was like arthritis and she had like her hip replaced, I believe. Yeah, stuff Stuff like that. Maybe had a deficiency of some sort. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. all through her childhood, she was, like, quite sick and was on, like, all these medications and, like... She had some gut issues, too, mm-hmm. like she talked about. And then we were just saying how the keto diet... Well, you were just saying how it, like, it's good for children with epilepsy. That's what... That's how or why it was created was to, yeah, help with epileptic children. And then um, it's really hard to maintain ketosis, like... Ketosis, you have to have less than five carbs okay. a day, five calories from carbs a day, which is... That's a, five is not very many. That's not a lot. When yeah. You should be eating about 45 calories a day mm-hmm. from carbs. Yeah, they did a big meta study at some point about carb, carb intake, about life expectancy, and they found... And, you know, that's where they gather, like, a bunch of different studies that have been done about you know, no carbs or lots of carbs. And they found like, um, under 40% carbs in a diet, um, show like reduced, oh my God, reduced life expectancies basically. And if you had over 60%, it was the same. So there's like this sweet spot of like 40 to 60% carbs in your diet is like considered healthy and safe. Whereas anything below or over could be detrimental in the long run. It's so true. Your brain. Oh, yeah. me too. Your brain <laughs> needs carbs to function. Your body needs mm-hmm. carbs to function. Like, every organ in your body mm-hmm. needs carbs and fats. So, yeah, I'm really happy isn't that... The, oh. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, isn't it the more B vitamins you have, too, it helps turn those, like, be able to turn the carbs into energy? I feel like I heard that somewhere. 
And just it what, could be. I'm not sure off the top of my head, okay. but I was just curious. I'm yeah, that, like if you get more B vitamins, you actually are able to turn the carbs into fuel rather than it just. Is it B vitamins? Yeah, there's another thing you can take. Like niacin is something that mm. turns carbs. Niacin is a B vitamin, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yes, I'm, I think I've heard that mm -hmm. before. And um, just because we're recording on my phone, everyone just needs to make sure they have good volume so that everyone can hear us well. So speak louder than you normally would. All oh, right. I need a new cord for my microphone. <laughs> we need megaphones. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I know you do talk quiet. I was like worried people won't hear you because you are also far away. So. All right. There we go. There we go. All right. I'm still confused. So if you didn't hear Christina, <laughs> then <laughs> too bad, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> you catch me next time. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. I feel like food in general is kind of like our relationship with food is like it's a thing that like people have a lot of dysfunctions with, whether they realize it. I mean, I was making fun of keto for so long because everyone around me at that time was like, oh, I got to get back on keto. <laughs> like it was like, if you weren't on keto, you just like weren't living your life properly or something <laughs> yeah. for a while. So I did see a couple of my friends who were, who used keto pretty well, I guess, and ended up losing like quite a bit of weight. And I don't know if it's, and, like, based on what I saw from, like, social media, they seem to be eating, like, fairly healthy. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's still, like, lots of vegetables, lots of meat, and it, like, it looked like enough portions and stuff. So, like, I wouldn't rush to say that it was done in any sort of an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. So I would say that it might be good short term, but it also looks like something that would be really hard to do over many, many years. And would it even be good for you to be in ketosis for that long? Like, I feel like it wouldn't be. I heard it's hard on your liver, too. Yeah. It's hard on your entire body, really. But ketosis is... Did you yeah. introduce Sydney yet? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> to put your body in ketosis is so hard on your whole body. Like, you're shutting down your organs that need... Mm -hmm. to function right and need your, your body needs the rest of your organs to function as a whole and so the other organs shut down because you're basically like is it because you have so much protein and fat to process that your liver is just like that's like the main job of your body or something like how does that work yeah like i'm i really didn't study keto that deep because i sure. don't agree with it necessarily yes I can if if a client were to come to me and ask about it I'm 100% going to inform myself on it and inform them and mm -hmm. tell them both sides of the debate I guess yeah and like someone who's in ketosis you get this you get bad breath from it because yeah your body's breaking down and it's starting to deplete the stores that you need to function right so bad breath is a symptom of hmm. ketosis there's also these products i see on instagram now people are selling where it's like ketosis in a can oh god and you just like drink it and it's like instant ketosis you don't even oh have to god. eat keto you just like drink these these drinks and i'm just like there's no way that that's good for you over the long term no like they're like there's no way that they're healthy. Sure, sure, short time. Actually, you know what? I know um, a dietitian in Edmonton who tries 
or has tried every diet. I must say that's a good thing to do. It is. Try everything. Right? Yeah. So then you can give a knowledgeable mm-hmm. response on what it did for you or whatever. And really, anything short term, probably not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just like, is your body... I guess once you get to like a new normal with like losing weight and then like reintroducing foods back in and then just like having a plan to like get out of it because I feel like um the other thing with keto is like oh I, I gotta be on keto I gotta be on keto and like how we brought up this whole conversation was just like that obsession mm-hmm. with it so and like developing a healthy relationship with food and I know myself I like I went through this thing where I was just like I'm just gonna eat whatever I want I don't don't even care like at least I'm not gonna feel ashamed like if I eat cheesies for dinner which definitely was a thing not mm-hmm. that long ago <laughs> or like yeah I'm gonna eat ice cream like it's fine right and what I teach people is eat what you want I'm not gonna take away I told you this today mm-hmm. my dad for example he wants his dessert lunch and dinner Power to you, man. I'm not going to take it away from you. Mm-hmm. Quality, quality, quality of life is more important. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to... Yeah, like don't deprive you yourself. No, I'm not going to take things away from you that you enjoy. I want you to enjoy your food. However that looks for you, I want you to reach your health goals through whole food. Yeah. And it's way easier than people lead it to be, like... Is it more like calories in versus calories out? You know what? Honestly, I don't focus on the number. And mm-hmm. most people do, whether it's the weight, calories, macros, micros, whatever. Yeah. No. Don't look at the number. If I'm dealing with an athlete, then yeah, maybe we have to. But in most cases, I'm going to try and steer you away from the obsession of the number. I like the plate rule where it's yes, like half, half the, plate. the plate is greens, a quarter of it is yep. carbs, and a quarter of it is meat. So that's Canada's new food guide. Okay. The old food guide, remember milk had its own, it was like rainbow and milk had its own section. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not anymore. Milk's part of protein. You do not, nobody needs yeah. that much milk in their diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, think that's a good step forward for the food guide because oh, it's terrible. It's, because yeah. that's sort of how I eat. I usually do like a hot vegetable, a salad, mm-hmm. a little rice or potato or something, and then whatever meat you're having. So I have yeah. actual, um, they're plates, they're used in like nursing homes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and they're actually portions, so mm-hmm. that's, I'll take that to a class that I'm teaching or whatever. Half your plate, breakfast, lunch, dinner snack whatever half your plate fruits and veg mm-hmm. quarter protein milk included in protein ah. half or quarter sorry whole grain and choose whole grain your it takes your body a lot longer to break them down so you're full longer right and choose water as your drink of choice so if you're vegan so i feel like everyone's vegan right now <laughs> okay yeah i feel like yeah. vegan's on its way out no i feel like everyone really? was vegan and now everyone's like I'm vegan. Vegan is maybe it's just sick. like in my little world yeah, of like of the common where like we have you know we got Daniel's dildips sure. all the fucking rage yeah. and then we got you, you know, are in a niche vegan yes but I think I have vegan. always been in a niche like even the Hardwood was like yeah. just so vegan centric 
And, and I like, guess I'm thinking like online when I see people online, a lot of the people that I saw right. who are like heavy vegans and like the online social media community have like all reverted back to eating at least eggs and fish and stuff because they've had health issues. And I kind of yeah. just felt like I noticed a decline on like the push of veganism on my feed. I mean, I, I would, I've said that about the, the new wave of like veganism. That's like very processed and like plant-based it is there's a lot of like quick easy convenient vegan meals but read the nutrition label how much fucking sodium or fat or sugars are added to replace right i think it depends why you're vegan too because if you're only ethically vegan you don't care if you're eating vegan junk food or whatever you've done that anyway so if you're only an ethical vegan then you're not really worried about it if you're like a healthy vegan or like want it for like physical health then yeah, I guess you would look at that. And then some people, it's just the environment. So mm-hmm. it depends why you're vegan, but what kind of vegan food you eat. Well, I think yeah. um, if you're not really conscious of um, like where your food's coming from, I think that's like um, not really a wise thing. And like to a certain extent, like there's a there's a responsibility, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like knowing the impact of factory farms and like the animals. Mm-hmm. And I like actually like I I actually fully support that about veganism. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but um finding proper alternatives and i there's an argument about veganism that's like at no point is it like ethical to kill any animals which i sort of disagree with um because i think i like to think about the way the natives and native americans would like hunt and it was very like respectful and they Mm -hmm. used all the animal and it was like never taking more than you needed an animal never suffered no yeah, there is a way to, mm-hmm. like, I guess, humanely um, butcher animals. So mm-hmm. that's, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, I guess, my solution to, like, the 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 way the food is sourced is, like, more local. And, like, we have wild hunting and things well, like and that. Well, here in Alberta, we're really lucky because we have a lot of, like, grass-fed beef. Like, mm-hmm. lo- like easy to find, easy to get, not expensive. And, like, usually killed in like a fairly humane way they just like go quick and dirty through the thing mm-hmm. and it's not like they're sitting in a cell their whole lives they're all out in the pasture so we're kind of lucky i guess in that sense we have like a, a lot of grass-fed beef around here. yeah mm-hmm. they eat greens too but they're like outside you know? yeah but then there's also the thing that's like i know that that's Happy like a heads. privilege to even think to eat like that like whereas if you're like low income and like you need protein so it's like you're gonna buy cheap meat so i guess I brought it up just because, like, if someone was trying to be vegan and they need protein, like, what is, like, what's a good substitute? Like, tofu or, like, honestly, you know. beans and lentils are probably Chickies. your biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Lentils are so cheap. Can of beans, just look for something low sodium, no sodium added, no yeah. sugar added, stuff like that. Things canned in water. I flippin' um, love lentils. Oh, we got, me too. We got these really good lentils from... Um, this guy, he was a uh, he actually fabricated um, f- farm equipment for metal. So that was his like business for like well, he still has it, and um, he just started growing lentils because he started doing yoga and he kind of went through this like had his like spiritual awakening and I think he's I don't want to say how old it like probably in his fifties. And he felt called to lentils. And he started growing lentils. They're called abundance lentils. And I started cooking them in the Zoomer's broth, mm-hmm. which is like a bit of salt, and then putting that garlic aioli on it. 
and you had that salad today with microgreens so good. and carrots. It's it's so good. Like it's ne- so filling. Lentils are not only high in protein, they're high in fiber. So you're getting two in one. Like mm-hmm. yeah, cheap, yeah. easy. You can blend them, add them to soups and stuff. Yeah, I made a hummus. Oh. I made a hummus with them. It was so good. Yeah, I was like, what is yeah. happening? Like I've never been. Where it's funny because like he's so he just started growing them and he's trying to be like. How do I get people to buy lentils? I'm like, how do you get people to be excited about lentils? Yeah. Like they're just, but I'm like, they're literally like, but they are. They're so like a chickpea. You so talk they're about not... it in a podcast without excited yeah. in your voice and you give people a little <laughs> recipe. That's exactly how you get people excited about lentils. You just get it. But they don't have a taste, so you can literally make them sweet. You can make them savory. You can do yeah. so much. I got. Lentils. He gave me lentil flour and wanted me to make um mm-hmm. like chocolate chip cookies with them. Like I haven't. I did make um, like a pancake, yeah, which was actually really good, mm-hmm. and like you can do like savory mm-hmm. kind of like with herbs and stuff, and like do kind of like Indian style with like cumin yeah. and curry. It's really good, yeah. But it's also good with like lemon and dill. It's good in soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, then there's like split peas. What are split peas like? Uh, awesome. I, th- I think they're like a lentil. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're it's like a same family. Right? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Beans, peas, the same legumes. Thing, like protein wise. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quarter cup is all you need I for love a serving. I know yeah. it's so easy chickpeas to eat more than that, but yeah, yeah chickpeas. Um, I like them by the can though, because they're at least pre-softened. Because it can take like yeah. three hours. To I know cook they're same with lentils. Sometimes they take peas. Yeah. Actually, I cook the dry lentils, um, and because they're little, they pretty much cook within like. I don't know, maybe half an half hour, hour say, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, chickpeas, I got some dried chickpeas, and they do not take half an hour. No, they definitely take away a lot I keep putting them in the soup on Saturdays, but we're only open for three hours, so, like, the soup's barely ready. Yeah. And then it's, like, ready at, like, 2 o'clock, and then it's ready yeah. for, like, an hour, <laughs> and then they're closed. I'm like, no more chickpeas in the soup. Yeah. I'm just used to working with the canned ones. It's like, I know they're going to take yeah. longer, but I, they're, it takes longer than you even think it's going to. Also, yeah. quinoa. Quinoa, so... Um, I'm trying to remember. I did a presentation on plant-based diets, uh-huh. and um, when you're going vegan, the biggest thing that you need to aim for probably a you need uh, B12, um, iron mm-hmm. because you're not getting those from your meat. You can get B12 in kombucha. Just saying. Yes, and also. Um, you need a complete protein. So it's going to hold all of your essential um, fatty acids. Yeah. Um, whereas some foods, for example, beans, you need to mix with a whole grain rice to get a whole protein, a complete oh, protein. Whereas quinoa is a complete protein on in itself. Oh. Same with animal meats. Complete protein. But if you're going vegan, obviously you're not going to eat the meats. Oh, so quinoa. Yeah, quinoa was, like, obviously quite popular. Has been quite popular. I mean, the Costco has it and carries mm-hmm. it. I had read something, like, there's a big, there was a big thing with quinoa. As soon as anything gets mass-produced, you're like, oh, oh yeah, it has, like, a sure. big impact on whatever. So, like, Bolivia, it's Bolivia's, like, staple grain. And because of the price, the demand on quinoa went up, like, Bolivians weren't even able to eat their own quinoa because it was getting exported. That's crazy. Were they like, at least able to jack up the price because the demand went up? Yeah. I, uh, this was, like, a couple years ago. And mm. then I think um, that Canada started growing quinoa. So I'm pretty sure there is, like, a few places trying to grow 
um, grow quinoa here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, let's look at, like, there is ancient grains that are grown in Canada yep. that are, like, amaranth, is that? Amaranth is a good one, yep. Yeah. Any of them. You And then you can buy, like, quinoa, amaranth uh, blends and stuff like that, too. Oh, yeah. Well, the cereals just have them mixed right in there too nowadays. Yes, yeah, they do. There's lots of good yeah, options. Yeah, you just for get like a like granola with like chia seeds and hemp mm-hmm. and, mm. and stuff like that. You just gotta watch sugar content, right? Really. Like um, tofu, soy products. If that that's another complete protein. Yeah, for vegans. Yeah. Yeah, tofu is kind of like... What's the controversy on tofu, though? Well, there's soy. soy. Oh, okay. So, no, soy is said to be genetically modified, which, I mean... Yeah, yeah. so... That's a whole nother can of worms. (laughs) That is, and soy is one of the most produced crops, which is probably, like, has a negative impact. Actually, genetically... GMOs and... Yeah. (laughs) That's a... Yeah, that's that a topic. Another topic. Yeah, because... we can talk about it because, like, I got on that like anti-GMO thing. Like, I had heard about it, and then I heard a heard a perspective. It was like talking about the positives of GMOs, though. Because so they there's were two able... different. Let's yeah. clarify because GMOs is a like umbrella term. Oh, okay. Whereas GE genetically engineered ah. is what we don't want. Mm-hmm. Genetically engineered products aren't allowed in Canada. Genetically GMO. engineered. So, so yeah, okay. it could be, or I may have it backwards. I should clarify that. I'm, I can see it in my notes. But <laughs> the one is literally like crossing apple branches. I'm going to cross a red apple with a green you apple branch. That's yeah. that modified. Is, that is a GMO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Genetically engineered is like looking at almost. yes yeah. looking at how corn used to be way back in the day it was tiny kernels were itty bitty yeah and now it's this big beautiful delicious well juicy... also you can't keep your corn seeds from year to year you have to buy new seeds exactly. from the manufacturers and you have to use the roundup or whatever yeah. thing to to kill the weeds because it's all resistant yeah. so gmo so really yeah yeah so genetically engineered is yeah. the stuff Mm. In a lab mm-hmm. that's being that's like all the corn that processed. we eat for the most yeah. part. So. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So I guess the argument for GMOs was that um, because they, I guess, sorry, the engineered yeah. crops were able to be put into areas where they couldn't actually thrive mm-hmm. to help with hunger. You know. Yeah. So it's like G. Um, I, they were just referring to them as GMOs right. in this little thing that I watched, but it was like, GMOs are, look at it, we've helped so many people, like, this is a miracle, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I feel like, sure, like, well, you know, that might have been a, that's, that was a solution. It's kind right. of, in, in, it's like ingenuity that we were able to, like, figure this stuff out, but it's like, is there, now we're sort of moving into this, like, with food, we're talking about permaculture a lot and rehabilitating lands and like um, growing to what's natural as opposed to what's like GMO, yeah. sustainable, Engineered. right? Yeah. But now I don't know. It probably is too late. Like I have no idea. What the, I I don't even know a lot yeah. about this area. Like I was always like, you know, for organic stuff and that stuff about I'm like a very political person. And like I hate corruption and I hate like. <laughs> corporations just like doing shitty things and that I had 
there was a few documentaries that came out about that GMO stuff, and it was just like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god. Like, oh, and the organic thing too. If you're doing, if you're buying only organic items, and you're doing it for eco-friendly reasons or whatever. You're not really being eco-friendly if you're buying only organic products. And you have to look. Products get shipped here exactly. Truck, so cost how much more. gas is that? Yeah. Travel, all this mm-hmm. time spent. Mm-hmm. That is, so it's it's better off local, local, yeah. or yeah. as close as home yeah. that you can get. That's yeah, what, that's what I always read too. That local was better than organic. If yeah, you could, if you could do it, if you could buy someone who was just growing nearby mm-hmm. and yeah. not shipping, because if you're shipping organic celery from California, exactly, you're taking away from your local market, and that's a lot of, like you said, fuel and yep. pollution and everything, and you're supporting like corporate truck companies and shit that you don't want to be supporting anyway. Shop to the season, mm-hmm. yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't, totally we don't grow. Yeah. berries in the winter mm-hmm. so why are you buying berries shipped from mexico mm-hmm. in the middle of winter like mm-hmm. i buy them personally because sometimes that's the only thing my kids eat whatever and but i'll even opt for the ones in u.s because it's closer than mexico and they're not organic non-organic yeah. so whatever yeah. but yeah i know what you mean it's like it's like we know all these things it's like you make concessions and it's like um and to take something away you have to replace it with something so it's like there's a lot of like strategy that has to go into it. It's like mm-hmm. if you were to eat only local, you would start, um, you would do all your ferments, you would have your berries fresh in the summer, but you would freeze them. Mm-hmm. Or canned and mm-hmm. yeah, and preserved. Yep. Preserving is like a, all your root veggies throughout the winter. And, yeah. yeah. Get ready so, for lots of squash soups. Exactly. In the fall. Yeah. So that's like a lot of planning and labor and work. And it's like for working people, like no one has time to figure this shit out. So it's like I totally get that, but it's like coming together as a community and like um, basically having like I think designated people like that are just doing this well, stuff like and then supporting them, right? Convenient option because yeah. I think it's convenience, right? It's easy to go to yes. superstore, but if somebody, if there are people out there who are like, I hand deliver local eggs, you right. know, I hand deliver local things, or and yeah. there was something on Facebook. It was people who have like apple trees in Minnesota. Yeah, and their apples. so many people and throw people them just, out. Well, and there's a, but there's now a Facebook page for, <laughs> for people who can to go and pick the apples for people who oh, awesome. don't want them anymore. So if you love apples and you want free apples and apple season, just go on Facebook and you can go pick people's free apples yeah. off of their trees. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, the, there's this organization, Resilient uh, C. Oh yes, and sh- it's fairly new, but they're trying to like basically be like a hub for all that kind of information Mm -hmm. i know so i don't know about it on facebook marketplace but it'd be cool to just like have that hub you know Mm -hmm. like one place to go because there's like community gardens all and it's just Mm -hmm. like creating a a central network of all this kind of information Mm -hmm. so they are looking for people to like um do this kind of stuff i had attended one meeting but i realized i have several other projects (laughs) and I want to support all this stuff and I just um there's people that like love gardening and they want to do all the sustainability stuff but it would be really cool to like get that more um better talked about in the community as an option Mm -hmm. it'd be cool if you could get local fairly organic as in not sprayed with chemicals yeah 
food delivered to your door. Even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there's... Like if you could create a convenient alternative. Or just, like, market. Farmer's markets. Oh, like, that's yeah. kind of... But I think even with COVID now, like, for people to be able to get that... Well, they're ordering online anyways. Well, there's the oh, organic yeah. box and stuff like that. And, like, in yeah. Edmonton, they have the organic box. And yeah. that's I that actually, exact thing. Yeah, just, I just think we that people are going to be doing more convenient really? stuff because of the way things are now. So if you can create that same convenience, but it actually be, like, a healthy local right. option. Yeah. And on, to touch on convenience, Convenience. That'd Buy bagged veggies. Who cares? A ready-made salad, it's still salad. Yeah, like, no, totally. Frozen. Oh yeah, I buy that salad. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess so. I worked when I first moved here. There was an organic food buying club that I was a part of, and um, they ordered like all organic foods. This was like ten years ago when organic was like a fresh thing. Yeah. Before I kind of embraced that local mentality, but. Anyways, they were bringing it in, and what they had an online order, but it was like they knew what they were getting. So I think um, with like a local food supply, it'd kind of almost be random. So it's like it you kind of yeah. had to be like um, here, like this is just like a random bag of veggies, like not a lot of picking and choosing. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or you'd have to be something like because it's food. a lot of work to pack groceries like it took all day to do these orders yeah. right well i think it'd have to be something almost like maybe like the food bank where you have people dropping things off but instead of donating i think it would be buy you know because yeah. like you're selling it right so yeah um yeah buy, like have a, a set so there's like inventory kind of too yeah, you have do. a couple people who pack up the boxes one person who delivers yep ah uh, you, you guys someone should do that around here i think well, I, there's a co-op. Um, I saw it on Facebook Marketplace. There's like a vanilla bean buying co-op that just kind of went up because like um, vanilla is crazy expensive. So they were ordering like cases of it and you got five van- vanilla bean pods for $15, which is absolutely insane. It's the cheapest I've ever seen vanilla in like the last like forever. Yeah. When I had Heartwood, we would make vanilla bean syrup and I ordered vanilla bean powder from this company. And I... um. I spent, I think it was $95 for a pound of it, of vanilla bean powder, but that was awesome because you put that in all the syrups mm-hmm. and stuff, and then like whatever happened in Madagascar at some point, and the, the price, then it was like $400, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. constantly been high ever since, and this keeps happening with different, like cardamom was like unavailable, mm-hmm. and so there's like, these kind of people are like, oh, like let's do co-op, so... There's co-op, um, there is, and I haven't looked at the business models for this, like co-op stores, which yeah. are volunteer based mm-hmm. and yeah, they would be stocked. There'd be like your community garden and people mm-hmm. could bring stuff in and then you would just have your store and people could come and mm-hmm. pick them up or whatever. Hmm. I think it's a really awesome kind of cool concept. BC has sure. lots of things like that. Like, yeah. like every half mile there's some sort of a... <laughs> Some sort of there's some sort of a setup where there's yeah. like a grocery store, outdoor grocery store that's like yeah. all organic fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're Markets. talking about it, so I bet you someone will. What someone will want to do it. It's just getting the space and the even in even an outdoor farmers market is like mm-hmm. really great. The thing is, I've noticed with farmers markets around here is like the. There's lots of growers that come, but what I find, you just can't get everything. At a farmer's market, which, mm-hmm. like, not that you necessarily have to, but it's like, it's just like ha- people are growing the same things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But maybe just having that central thing in downtown Madison would be really cool. Even yeah, the farmers fun. markets, though, I feel like 
they could be even like marketed in a different way do you know what i mean like yeah. if, or like um just done differently because like making them fun to go to i guess like not that they're not but they're just i don't know i find our farmers markets to be a little wah, wah. yeah you know it's are. like yeah i used to go to them a lot and i even worked at um worked at them selling wine for like a couple of seasons mm-hmm. And yeah, like I used to. The vibe is so many like people. It's, it's drab. It's, yeah. yeah. It'd be nice to like have some little, you know, liven it up a little bit. Yeah. I'm so. even like, I spent the last 11 years in Edmonton. So downtown Edmonton, outdoor market yeah. every evening yeah. kind of thing. And it was, they got music going yeah. and the vibe. Was like, yeah. It was like a little yeah. party. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Some of them are like, there have been a few, don't get me wrong, that I go to and they're busy and they're. They're bumping, but like it's it's still, it's still not quite what, yeah, it's yeah. not quite that like yeah down by the just downtown chilling sort of vibe. It's right. like you went to the Cypress Center with all the kind of normies and you're just like Cement hanging out and it's like boring. warehouse <laughs> with like hot dogs for sale and that's it and um, yeah. It would just be nice if there's yeah more of like a that young. It's the evolved. It's the new wave of farmers mm-hmm. markets. I went to one in Vancouver when I. Last, would have been last summer. Yeah, my chair's broken. Yes. I'm a single single mom. I don't know how to glue wood back together. Someone come help me. No, I'll just, I'm going to buy, I have super glue. Do you think super glue and wood would work? It would. I mean, it would. For a while. Um, yeah, so I should probably just fix that because I think it upsets everyone that sits in it. <laughs> I just feel bad that I keep forgetting over and over and over well, and over. You would think this one was the dog, though. I blame if you just leave it off, then you would actually stop. Then it would just keep falling. It was on, on Megan's I, pillow. It was on when yeah, I got okay. here, so I didn't want to just. Take I know it off. we keep putting it back on, and then it just breaks Getting, all the time. So oh. it's a terrible p- repeating pattern that needs to be broken. <laughs> all right, that's perfect. Well. This is such a cool idea. I mean, there was a community vibrancy grant going around that a bunch of us had met up and talked about, and Resiliency was one of them, and, you know, we all had a bunch of different projects, and we were all going to kind of do a, a proposal for the city, but, like, I feel like things were just chaos. It's so hard to organize all those working parts. We were going to do one big proposal all together, but... It's also hard when everybody is the chief of their own, mm-hmm. or like yeah. captain of their own ship, because yeah. it's like everybody has an idea and everybody wants to do something, and it's hard to get everybody sometimes to collaborate in a way that it's like a cohesive, unified yeah. idea, unless you guys have been working together for a little while, so you're like, everybody has, this is my format of what I'm doing, you know, well, this is my format, and here's the name of my thing, and here's the name of my thing, so everybody has an identity, and it just can get very muddled unless you're... Oh, yeah, the coordination on... is, and the, like, you know, just even the focus, like, uh, what do you guys even do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, we attended a couple meetings, and it was just, like, I felt very overwhelmed, it was just, like, yeah, we'll do this, and, you know, people had some really cool ideas, and I was, like, oh, that would be really cool, but it's, like, how do we all fit in mm-hmm. this, and I was, like... It was almost like we needed all those people to come together and actually create a new vision uh, yeah, exactly. together yeah. with all of our visions combined. Mm-hmm. Um, to take do your something. of take each person's strength, maybe, and like kind of work. Yeah, or like enough. look at the projects um, and then kind of figure out what would actually be the most um, 
viable thing that you could actually pull off and mm-hmm. all come together on that effort and then designate the roles. It's just like an organizational thing. One of the criticisms of something like the UN is like project. This is like the same concept, just on a huge scale. The mm-hmm. UN is criticized as like an inefficient governing body or an inefficient um, organization because there's all these projects that get presented. Like we got to solve the hunger and there's this and there's that. And it's like, they're not, things aren't being prioritized. So they end up like watering down the efforts on everything. Mm -hmm. So like now you haven't solved one of the things. Well, that's what happens when you try to govern 7 billion people. It's like, nobody's supposed to overreach Mm -hmm. that far. It's, that's why we live in small communities because we're supposed to be able to, it's easier to, yeah like organize and thrive and stuff if we're in smaller cities and countries and stuff yeah. the world's not supposed to all work as one it it doesn't like we can well work, we can it work could together, but it does but... take those like you know i think we talked about ceremonial that circle thing so yeah community circles us having these kind of discussions mm-hmm. and then broadening our circle and like bit mm-hmm. and like just you're right. Like, it's, like, no it's a ripple every, effect. It's literally a ripple effect. not going to have the same vision, though. Like, that's just no. never going to happen. People well, in different then those countries have, have different beliefs and a... different cultures and stuff, and they should have the right to do that. So I think it's frustrating when the UN's like, we're going to just overreach. We're going to do the whole world. And, mm-hmm. like, if that's sort of, like, small groups like us being like, we're going to cover all of Medicine Hat or all of Southern Alberta. And it's like the further you stretch and the more people that you get involved, it you you're, like, stretched thin. Yeah. And it's impossible to do everything properly. And I feel like yeah. that's why big things like the UN and stuff won't work out because you're going to narrow the niche. Yeah. 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 And then I, I think, too, like breaking off instead of like breaking off your chain of command so you're not having like a huge HQ. Because mm-hmm. then again, that, like, that was one of my criticisms with like that pink ribbon shit, like, where it's like, oh, let's fundraise for the cure. We're raising money for cancer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then you're just like, oh, half of this money is just like paying for all these salaries and marketing yeah, campaigns. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, and because it's such a national thing, and it's like rather like they're some of these efforts. Cancer already, like they're getting tons of funding from yeah. universities and yeah. colleges to research cancer. That's like what they do. Yeah, all that extra money is just for extra pink ribbons and CEO <laughs> sports cars. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they are driving sports cars. Which is, how could you feel okay doing that? I mean, I know. Evil people feel okay no matter what they do. Yeah, so true. <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah, sort of like um, doing these smaller efforts and then, you know, if that thing grows, then it's just like having another um, version of that pop up, but they're not like, mm-hmm. you know, keep building and building and building. I think we used to have organization right at the beginning. Like know who's doing what, whose job is whose. And yes. it's, it's hard because those things can be a little bit hippy-dippy and wishy-washy and nobody wants to tell anyone what to do and everything's like yeah. everyone's their own boss and you literally you know you need a leader you do you need like... a little bit of hierarchy just so that people know what their job is if you go to a restaurant and nobody knows who's the cook and who's the dishwasher and who's the waitress <laughs> yeah like you just they're gonna fight over who does what job the whole time which yeah. is kind of what we're doing and what people do when they get to work and nobody has knows what they're supposed to do yeah yeah, I'm kind of, like, learning the that in my own, like, when I'm thinking about projects and things, I'm like, oh, this is how it has to be done for it to be really successful. And I, um, I think when I had my, like, I had a restaurant before and everyone had jobs, but, like, 
even with those roles, like not things weren't always clearly defined. There was like responsibilities that everyone knew needed to be done, but when they're not super delegated, like things fall through the cracks mm-hmm. and like that's kind of what would happen. I was just I think as we started like a team of three people, we're just used to doing it all and we add all these other people in the mix and you're just kinda like, eh, like figure it out, like Yeah. You know, like so that structure wasn't necessarily in place. I mean, we tried things, but it's just like, then you need someone to like keep everyone on task. But like I was the one doing all the tasks. Also. And it's hard to so tell people like, what to do. Like even when yeah, I get volunteers like, at work, they're like, what should I do? And I'm like, um, peeled potatoes. Like it's not, it's, I don't really like being like, here's a menial task. Like here's the little job that like, you don't have, like, I guess I would just rather, I like when people are just like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But when you have to tell people, so I wouldn't want to be the manager, for instance, you know, <laughs> yeah. like say we were going to be in a situation where I had to tell people what to do all day. I just would be like, unless it was my project and I knew what needed doing, but I wouldn't want to just be, so I think yeah, knowing what people are good at and like what they want to do and stuff, like who's good at management, who's like assertive and polite and kind, mm-hmm. but like takes no shit and gets shit done, but isn't rude. You know, like, let's put that person in that job. Like, you know, I like the idea of, like, people just, like, knowing exactly what they're supposed to do and it being, like, a well-oiled machine and, like, there's no bumping into each other and every- and everything just, like, works out of, like a well-run kitchen. Yeah, I totally get it. And I'm, like, so I guess when I'm, like, planning some projects right now and I've been, like, really thinking about all the working parts of it, and I'm, like, I am... I am I'm, like, wanting to do that job where I'm, like, you do this job. Like, mm-hmm. I will tell you what to do. I actually just, like, that's the only thing I want to do. I just want to literally be, like, a foreman on a job <laughs> site and, like, get this done. <laughs> See, maybe that's what you are good at. Like, maybe you I would love be, that. Yeah. Like, not to have to, like, be sucked in. Because, like, it's hard to do that and also have to, like, be a part of the labor force. Like, you get just, like, you're, like, trying to do your job and then you're also, like, in charge of everyone else, too. Mm-hmm. So that is, like, super be challenging well when you have everybody who's their own boss nobody wants to listen anyways so like you would tell them okay you go do that and they'd be like "Mm, i feel like doing this today because they're not used to having somebody like delegate to them tasks usually yeah 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 so i mean i really so my vision for like i would love that market thing to happen that'd be so cool like it would be really cool and a lot of us has talked about like having a walking street downtown whether that's on, like, third or second, it was just, like, having no traffic and, like, mm-hmm. all the, like... And we kind of did, like, a live after five for a while, which mm-hmm. I think was, like, a good um, initiative. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, um, it was close, but, like, imagine having that market atmosphere mm-hmm. as well as, like, entertainment and just, like, have it be, like, a hub. Like, mm-hmm. that's a thing that everyone's doing. Like, there's always well, something the Medicine to- Hat downtown is like perfect for yeah. that it's not Even huge when it's... I write downtown places but there's something new going in there like a greenhouse or something like how cute would that be if that was opened up and that <gasps> was like a little seating area with like a, yeah. a market on the street with like some That's good idea food too. inside and then mm-hmm. there's like all the coffee shops around and everything and that was every Thursday or yeah. every Friday yeah like that would be amazing mm-hmm. all day even yeah. if it was like a couple days you know like yeah. not just one 
Like, what else do we got going on all summer? It's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, let's go. It's just hard to get all the vendors, I guess, to do everything five days a week yes. and be open oh, five days. Absolutely. And, and, and if you start coming and there's nobody there, you're going to stop going. Yeah. So if you have it every day and people can't go every day and wouldn't go every day, we're just not big enough. As nice as I would like, as much nice as that would be. Whereas it's medicine, one day people are excited about it. Can't, yeah, I don't yeah. yeah, maybe at least one day then. Or you do seven it. days a week chill, and then on Fridays you would have like a band and food trucks and stuff and yeah maybe every other day it's just like a, a normal market yeah i mean i know there was like that market that popped up in the old post building mm-hmm. and i haven't been in there those yet are just, it's just tables with stuff on them though i'm talking like yeah wooden vending booths that look super cute totally yeah and i like, feel that just like i don't know like little benches where like people can sit down and like a freaking water fountains mm-hmm. and birds or something like I don't know like yeah. make me feel like I'm outside and like yes yeah chilling I mean nature. I will say it's like outdoor it's like beer gardens but yeah 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 With fruit yeah exactly <laughs> well, that sounds so nice well I really want this to happen and if you also like to start telling everyone you know about it and then we you know, we'll figure it out if anybody wants to just like take this idea and like it's yeah, not our intellectual it. property just take it and <laughs> yeah. just run with it's it it's been done other yeah. places like yeah. it can be done Megan will tell you what to do <laughs> yeah I'll, like I'll consult on the idea <laughs> I'll be a part of the conversation yeah. for sure oh what a bright future <laughs> I'm actually excited so yeah I know it's locked down again and we'll probably wrap up in just a second locked down round three but as we were talking I was like well at least we can be outside and we're just heading into spring. So I was like, all of this thing, this actually, if Start we could pull this off, <laughs> we could pull this off this summer. Uh-huh. I mean, that'd be a miracle. Pull what off? This like thing that needs to happen. This market it's... thing. Oh, the market. Okay. I was like, what? What, what, are, what okay. are we pulling off here? <laughs> at least if we can. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I mean, what? at least we'll have patios and we'll kind of yeah. planning on trying to get a little patio set up in front of the common and we want to do some music out there and stuff so maybe naturally and then there's that that garden center thing is opening too Mm -hmm. so it'll be a good vibe downtown no matter what but Mm -hmm. yeah just also like cultivate it maybe like at your own house like start a garden make some space outside so you don't feel like you're stuck in the house all the time and like something that you can actually do outside and not just like sit there yeah. yeah bored <laughs> drinking yeah <laughs> I started a garden it's just been like the nicest thing if you can't go anywhere and you just have a few hours and it's sunny out it's so nice to just go outside and do garden stuff I built a rock spiral for my herbs oh yeah I oh, saw that it's so cute anyways it brought me so much joy good oh, yeah I, I was thinking about growing some herbs myself I'm uh, I mean like look other... at this tree like I mean <laughs> My tree, I moved it from the It's common. like 45 degree acute angle, like <laughs> broken. Yeah, so I'm going to cut it and re-root it, but like, I do not have a green thumb and I want people to grow things so I can, I will ferment all the things for you if you oh. just bring them to me. Yeah, yeah, we'll grow, you ferment. Yeah. My cousins and I have a group chat for plants and we decided to count all of our houseplants, not including propagated babies or anything like that. And when I counted, I had 166, and I've already upped that. So you have 166 plants? I know. Jesus Christ. I know. Once you I can't stop. Them, once you start, I'm... especially if you're good at it. If your, like, house is good and everything thrives, you're just like, oh, my God, fill it to the brim. I, I know. Oh, yeah. my goodness. What, I was I'm inspired. 
Well, Not that I, bad. I think I was getting up to like 30 or 40 plants, but it was in like a really small space. Once I started oh, yeah. counting, I was like, fuck, I need to stop <laughs> counting and buying. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh. Well, plants are in right now, so it's a bit of a trend. Yeah, plants everyone's... have always been in. But they're like more yeah, in. I, I feel guess, like everyone's yeah. like, plant daddy, yeah. plant mommy. <laughs> I got this really rare one. I have some cat. I just bought cactuses the other day. So cactus. I can I have cactuses harder to take care of than just tropicals. Tropicals are so easy for me to take. They care are, of. but you need like full sun and people get water happy. So mm-hmm. yeah, water happy is the problem. Yeah. yeah. You look. You look thirsty. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. thirsty. <laughs> I'm drowning actually. So. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that and. Yeah. Do you have any parting words of wisdom? Mm. Stay tuned. I'm working on something big. Oh yeah, I was gonna talk about that. Yeah, you're it's doing okay. a new project, but you do or you're on Instagram as Bug and Bee Nutrition. Bug and Bee Nutrition on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, well I'll take you in the post anyways, um, once we get off of here. And yeah, Sydney's flipping awesome and you should go check her out. If you haven't already. Okay. And also, Christina's awesome. Also, I love you. Okay, bye. (laughs)